this is uh, this is Social Distance Warriors. I'm Tom Dickinson, and I don't know anything. I don't usually say my last name. <laughs> um, I'm Rachel. Not going to say my last name. Uh, and this is not an informational podcast. Yeah, no. It's also not a podcast where we say our last names. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know why that no, was. That felt wrong. Hmm. Yeah. No. Doesn't sit right. <laughs> how is your uh, How's your week been so far? It's finally April, and that's what I will say about my week. Hmm. It is finally April. Your week has transitioned to April? Yes. Hmm. Is that a good thing? It isn't. It isn't. It's unfortunate. I will say that, again, this global pandemic has coincided with me being uh, back to college after not being in college for a while because I feel feel like the most pressing thing on my mind right now is – uh, like final exams and upcoming papers that I am avoiding, and I I wish it was the global pandemic, mm. right? Like, <laughs> I nothing. There's nothing like school to make you wish for a global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So. So maybe I caused this. Yeah. Uh, Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. I didn't do it. <laughs> So how how have online your classes were already online is that right? One of them was online and one then became online because of all this. Yeah, I just I just had an online class this evening. Oh, was it like a um what do they call it in techno terms? Was it a, a synchronous like you all had to be at the same time in online space together? Yeah, because these classes were not um designed to be online. They are um, there are on-campus courses that have been transitioned to online learning because of the situation. You know, the situation, the whole <laughs> – The situation. You know, the, the pandemic, you've heard of it, I'm sure. Um, uh, yeah, and because of that, uh, they keep the same schedule. So it's just it's just as it was, only it's conducted via the Zoom uh, video chat service. Hmm. Have you used Zoom? I've used Zoom uh, but only like to talk to people, not for something I would be graded for. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know how your feelings are, but I would hate if an in-person class transferred to an in Zoom at that same like time class. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind. Of, it's it's weird for me because my classes. Are on. I work at the university where I take courses, so mm-hmm. it's so convenient for me to just go straight from my office to the classroom. Um, and it's also convenient for me here to go straight from my office to my office because my current office is just a rickety IKEA table in my bedroom. Um, although I, I fancy myself that it's. It, it, it's it's a very professional recording studio. Like I have a I have a Yeti I have a I have a blue Yeti microphone um, suspended from a boom arm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I that's pe- a lot of technical <laughs> uh, sound equipment terms you've got there. That does sound professional. Yeah. Well, do you know what a boom arm is? No. It's like a. Um, it means that like it's suspended in in air. It's like if if you see a TV show where they're recording on radio, it's likely that they're not speaking into a microphone on a stand. They're speaking into a microphone that's on some kind of like swiveling arm that they pull in front of their face. Mm-hmm. And I have basically that. It's clamped to my desk and then it, it's sort of 
It's it's it sort of looks like um you know like like a desk lamp kind of thing only bigger and the microphone is so the microphone is hanging in front of me uh, instead of sitting on a table which has some advantages in terms of sound quality because I decided after the first season of the moment I was going to try and up my professionalism because I felt like I was really quite proud of the production on that but I felt you know I can do better. Uh, and I don't know if it's actually paid off in terms of how good the show is, but I do know that I feel more like a fancy lad when I um, <laughs> sit down to record a podcast. But this is also the same place where I do like my virtual meetings and stuff like that um, and virtual hangouts with friends and family. So when I'm just like chatting with friends and family, I'm sitting here with like studio headphones and a studio microphone on a boom arm in front of me like I'm some kind of fancy radio lad (laughs) yeah you were so ready you didn't even know how ready you would be for this time well i didn't have a i didn't actually have a webcam though so i had to uh, i had to track one down and like many things um related to working from home uh it's completely sold out in most places (laughs) um have you been doing any online shopping that you've been unable to do because things were sold out um i have not um most of the things that I've like wanted to get shipped to my house like have gotten delayed in the mail mm. so I I haven't wanted to put more into that system so I haven't even even thought to think what I would want because <laughs> I've just I've turned that off uh in my in my brain nothing's coming in possibly this is like partially a function of being of like living alone and having to fend completely for myself. But <laughs> yeah. occasionally I think, oh, it would be nice to have blank. And then I will go search Amazon for blank um, and find that it's all but impossible to find because so many other people have have wanted to get blank. <laughs> um, I know um, multiple of my siblings have tried to get Nintendo Switches, which are apparently like impossible to find now because so many people – as a result of the pandemic and the concurrent release of Animal Crossing, like there's been a huge run on those to the point where um, Animal Crossing is by far the biggest selling Switch game um, already, even though it's only been out for a week. Nice. But um, one thing that I just found online after searching various different websites, I eventually found it on the website for the clothing retailer Kohl's. Heard of them? Yes. They uh, they do not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> And they never will. And they probably never will. They had one of the things I was looking for, which was uh, a home haircut stuff, like hair clippers, like a uh, like an electronic thing that, that buzzes off hair at a certain length. Yes. Um, because I haven't had a haircut since early February, and I'm starting to feel a little shaggy. <laughs> So I have decided that I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And what that's probably going to mean is like buzz cutting myself. And I haven't really had like a buzz cut in in a very long time, probably since I was like 12. All right. So this is going to be a new the, – the, the physicality of the effects. Like in the first episode of this show, we talked about like levels of impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a personal appearance level of impact. I, I – Okay, I'm going to reveal, based on your Twitter, uh, I believe you had also mentioned um, uh, facial hair. It's true, uh, it's true. As a a level of impact. 
Yeah. And um, you had been experiencing. Yeah. And I, I used to have a beard a long time ago. When I was in college, I had a beard for most of the time when I was in college. And so a lot of my earliest YouTube videos um, have me with a beard in them. And I haven't deleted them from the internet. I just hope that no one ever goes looking for them because they don't look good. <laughs> but now I'm about like 11 or 12 years older than I was then. So um, I'm hoping that instead of being a man in my early 20s, I'm now a man in my early 30s and maybe I will have a slightly different facial hair result. And so far, I don't know, it's too early to say. I've got about two weeks of it and I don't think it's that bad. It's just It just doesn't look like much of a beard yet. It's more just some some fuzz on the chin. I will say, uh, well, facial hair is not, styling is not an area of expertise I have, but ill-advised buzz cuts is an area of expertise I have. Um, (laughs) As I do also own uh, electronic uh, hair clippers, and I have multiple times uh, given myself a buzz cut. Can you give me any advice? I didn't realize this. Yes, you, you are talking to a professional. I'm not a professional. <laughs> um, but I, I think the good news is the thing that I learned that probably you don't have to make the same mistake on because it's it's a pretty rookie mistake is that they come with like the clips that are guards mm. and you, you want to put on a guard or else it's a big mistake. Uh because without a guard, you can, you can just really mess yourself up. Mm. But otherwise, if you have any any number of guard uh, with a buzz cut, I, I have found it's really hard to do something too bad. And the good news is you are alone. So <laughs> it's even harder to <laughs> have to face anyone but yourself uh if it goes too bad um the the sentence you are alone is not a sentence that's often said as a reassurance <laughs> often it's like <laughs> well, oh you're not alone well like, you have to remember <laughs> totally alone uh yeah and i i um i do a certain amount of video calling so i mean people will see the results of my labors um uh, but i don't know i feel like i haven't really changed up my style in a while uh and my uh to be perfectly honest i am uh, my hair is thinning and and balding, and it kind of has been for a very long time now. And so I've been trying to think of like doing something different. And I feel like this is a good opportunity to uh, to just let the pandemic um, ravage my hair. <laughs> yes, I've really i I wish that um, I had that pandemic freedom. I feel like that that some folks are having, where you know it's like not having to go in for work or the pressure to maintain a certain appearance. But I, I, I don't feel that uh, freedom uh, because I, I'm with my parents who have a very particular image of myself. Um, so I have been, before before the, the quarantine, having sort of more opportunities to, like, mess around with, for, for me gender presentation is something I'm sort of messing around with Mm -hmm. and those opportunities like very quickly dried up but I also do need a haircut so that could be that could be coming down the line have you ever heard of a podcast called uh two-headed girl I think I have I think I have um listened to a few episodes of that one probably you retweeted it uh yeah it's a uh it's it's a podcast mostly about uh you know 
gender, um, gender identity and gender presentation and stuff like that. And the most recent episode, which just dropped, I think yesterday or the day before, they talk a little bit about how um, for some people, this this pandemic is kind of an opportunity for them to just say, well, screw it, since I'm home alone, uh, I might as well just sort of be more my authentic self. Um, I don't I don't know that I have a particularly strong sense of having like a repressed authentic self. I don't even know what my authentic self is, honestly. And I don't I don't know that I need to know what it is. I think I'm fine living with my myself as a subject of some self mystery. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think that I am in the spirit of that or in a, a related spirit. This kind of relates to what I what I said a few episodes ago about like things that you you might like habits you might pick up that that could uh, could carry forward into the future. And I don't know. It could be that I come out of this with um, a, a, a new post apocalyptic vibe. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is a topic that you would prefer not to go into because I don't know this. This is something that can be weirdly personal. But like, has your hygiene routine changed at all as a result of the pandemic? Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say it's it's probably like depression levels of questionable hygiene. Mm. But again, again, the thing that doesn't make this a proper like experiment is that it's also like middle to end of school semester levels of questionable hygiene Hmm. and you know three people sharing a single bathroom with no other place to go sort of levels of hygiene um so i will say like the personal hygiene i am doing my best but i i have sort of as things have gone on or i guess maybe it's like a guilt thing like every time i will go outside then i will like do house cleaning quite a bit more Um, so any surfaces, um, or, like, places in the house where there's gonna be contact, those are very well, the cleanest they have probably ever been in, like, however many decades this house has stood. Hmm. Those are probably the cleanest they have ever been. Um, I am, I am not the cleanest I have ever been. (laughs) Yeah, I tend to, um, in times of depression, I will, I will often let hygiene slide due to depression or stress. But um, I think partially this is another function of like living alone and having, you know, sole access to the bathroom. I have been um, over hygienic, I think, in the past in the past couple of weeks, like powerful showering multiple times per day. Uh, Not every day, but on some days, on some days I will shower twice. Um, And as a result of that, like I've been drying out my skin. Mm. I guess that happens when you do that. Um, and my eczema has gotten real bad. And so I've, uh, it's, it's funny how, um, even if I don't contract the virus, I can still have negative health outcomes just as a result of like these chains of events. Like this, this may be a bit too, I don't know, like philosophical or something, but like in a sense, my increased eczema is a symptom of the virus, which, which I don't, I don't have, but it's like an extended phenotype kind of thing. If, uh, if folks are biologically inclined and want to apply that. Yeah, that was I I don't think there were major like news coverage at least, but like immediately after there were the rushes on like hand sanitizer and then it was like toilet paper and then it was like soaps and stuff. Um I was noticing like while I was still going into work, like all of my coworkers were also getting like their lotion, mm. uh hand lotion out like and that's because they have good skincare routines and they were like knowledgeable that oh an increase in hand washing means that probably my skin will dry out i'm gonna preempt this uh and then 
I <laughs> decide to jump on that and also get some more like hand and body lotions. But I agree that it's probably it, it's going to be a side effect anyway because uh, there's just more eczema gets worse in like times of stress already and like increased hand washing. But at least hand lotion smells nice. Uh, yeah, well, depends on the lotion. <laughs> I, I, I tend to go with, like, an unscented... Unscented, yeah. Avino, which I guess is, like, oatmeal-based. So I guess it smells like oatmeal. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. I, I don't know if this... Uh, this probably reduces my, like, smell certification, but, like, one of my favorite smells is, like, my dog's, like, been in the dirt rolling in terrible smells like dog musk and so <laughs> maybe maybe I don't have the best uh, judgment when it comes to uh, what is a good smell or the lack of smell mm, maybe not maybe not <laughs> maybe not <laughs> I've been I've been wishing I had a pet at this point I, I might have mentioned that in the last episode but I've been I've been wishing it more and more and I don't think it's possible to like foster a pet now because I assume most of those places are closed but have you tried Neopets? <laughs> I I used Neopets back when uh, back when it was brand new. I don't know if I was part of the first wave of Neopets users, but I definitely used it in like 1999 or 2000. So <laughs> I remember um, there's a, one of the Neopets is a penguin named Bruce. Um, and but back when I was using it, it wasn't a penguin. It was just a caricature of the actor Bruce Forsyth, um, <laughs> and then they just abruptly changed it. I remember one day they changed it. I never had a Bruce because why would I want that? Um, and they changed it to this cute looking little penguin. I was like, oh, I can get I can get behind that. But knowing that somewhere in the in the code of Neopets that was linked to Bruce Forsyth kind of would have weirded me out. I don't think I ever had a Bruce. I sometimes wonder how my old Neopets are doing, and I don't have access to that account. Mm, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyhow so how have you been um i was gonna say how have you been keeping busy but you've been doing school you've been doing school <laughs> i've been doing school um yeah that's me have you been doing uh the animal crossing oh i've been doing a lot of the animal crossing it's really good it's it's very much like a um i, I don't know if i would be getting as into it if it had come out at any other time in human history mm -hmm. uh but this is the time in human history in which it came out and it seems to have struck a chord with a lot of people. My younger sister um, was trying to get a Switch and ended up uh, not being able to find one. So instead she got uh, what's called a Switch Lite, which is like a handheld-only version of the Switch. So she she just started playing Animal Crossing, I think, yesterday. And just before this call, she came over and visited my island and... We had a we got a little family photo together. The way the way that people who have Animal Crossing talk about <laughs> playing Animal Crossing, it reminds me of in in a good way with like without the racism. The way like people talk about the 1950s and <laughs> like there only being three television channels, and so everyone would gather around in the living room and uh, you know all watch the Andy Griffith show. It's like that that level of uh, connection. Yeah, you mean like everyone's only playing one video game yeah like there i don't think there's been sort of like the cultural thing for a while has been like there's there's too many options and you can't have like any one thing be what most people are doing but somehow in still probably a limited way like i don't have animal crossing but this feels like it's it's really capturing uh 
the moment. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, that's partially because it's um, it's a going outside video. It's a video game that essentially simulates the experience of going outside and interacting with your neighbors. <laughs> who, who would have known? Yeah, yeah. And to be perfectly honest, I think um, I was not that enthused about the game coming out. Like, I mean, this has been for many fans of Nintendo games, of which I consider myself one. This has been like one of their most anticipated games. The, I think the last Animal Crossing came out for the Nintendo 3DS in 2013, um, not not counting Pocket Camp, the the app version. But people have been like spending seven years being like, when is the next mainline Animal Crossing game coming out? I hope it's on like a home console so I can look at it on my television in HD and see all my f- fuzzy animals, see the 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 detail of their fur and stuff like that. Um, and so for a lot of people, this has been like hotly anticipated for me. I was, I, I was kind of, I, I don't think I, I get into animal crossing quite as much as, um, some people do until, until now, <laughs> like now I'm fully in it. And part of that is, is because of changes that they've made to the game that I think make it a little bit more appealing to me. And the other part of that is because of the situation that we're in right now and that it offers like both a retreat and also a way to socialize with other people because I've been, um, I, I've been, you know, having visitors to my island and visiting other people's islands and 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 stuff like that. So, um, like, and when I turn on my Switch, it tells me how many of my Switch friends are online at that time, and you can also see what they're playing. And no one seems to be playing anything but Animal Crossing. So, I've been playing a little bit of Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, but that's just me, just breaking it up. <laughs> my other. Animal Crossing hot take because I don't have this new one is that I've just irrationally decided that the one I do have the phone app for Pocket Camp is is the better game uh, <laughs> because that's what I have and uh, every time I listen to the improvements people talk about I think no <laughs> Pocket Camp was better. Uh, well, you're entitled to that. I, I never really got into Pocket Camp. <laughs> that's okay. So that that has been uh, that has been a very nice way to pass the time between you know bouts of actually getting productive work done have you have you been paying much attention to the coronavirus news or have you been solely focused on your studies oh my studies um no because again living with other other people um my parents do come from like a generation where you just you turn on the evening news whether there is something you care about or not they're like, now it is time for the seven o'clock news. So mm. we watch, uh, you know, our favorite guy or whatever announce the seven o'clock news headlines. Um, so whether I like to or not, it's sort of on as a constant background, which I find is not very good for me. Um, and I don't really take in anything that is being said other than like the dread. <laughs> but um I, I think I think my like level of like death and dread anxiety sort of sort of peaked when we <laughs> when um like we had our conversation and then I've I've been feeling like better but then it seems like TV news is really good at continuing to hold on to that feeling uh because it's something to talk about um so I I don't know what the headlines are but that's sort of like the aura i am getting yeah i mean i don't know that my i feel i feel like mine might also have peaked around that time um 
Although I say that now, it, it may it may yet skyrocket to heights as yet unknown. <laughs> um, it could just be a lull. Yeah. But anyhow, um, I I do think that the the tone of the news has become much more somber and much more accepting of the inevitability of a whole lot of people dying. Um, and there's a lot less people arguing about whether this is actually a big deal or not, and more like people kind of talking about how we have to like how how we come to terms with you know, hundreds of thousands of people dying, which ain't fun. Um, but I force myself to listen to news podcasts, um, not because I feel like I have some kind of duty to stay informed, but I feel like, I feel like it's part of a sickness that I have that, um, I seek out, seek out things that distress me because of some kind of self-destructive impulse. Mm. Yeah. I can relate to that impulse because it's like, yeah. If you if you hear about it and think about it, then maybe uh, it won't happen, or you can <laughs> have have been right that it will have happened. Mm. Yeah, at least that's yeah. When I find myself giving into that impulse. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we did. I guess maybe we did wrap it back around <laughs> to the. <laughs> well, death is inevitable. Um, yeah, yeah. I reserve the right to talk about death on this podcast whenever death wants to and whenever we want to yeah i think i think i'm feeling a little bit better especially after i had i had therapy on tuesday and i I think talking about that with my therapist has uh given me more of a sense that um more of a sense of self-confidence that i'm dealing with this about as well as as i as i can and I've I've been like less beating myself up about my own um my own like failures to stay productive or or to maintain a high standard of cleanliness in my apartment or, or things like that and sort of that has given me kind of like a general mood lift but I also I like I just keep waiting for other shoes to drop like someone very close to me to become very sick um or something of that nature hasn't happened yet yeah. See now we've hit we've hit the thirty minute mark, but it doesn't feel like uh, an end mark quite yet. No, do you want do do you want to uh, assign a new action item? See what's coming to mind is walk your dog, but I realize that I need to check my having a dog privilege. But maybe take a walk if you can, hmm. and imagine imagine you have a dog. Yes, if you don't. Okay, so I don't have a dog. So I'd say walk your dog, and if you don't have a dog, walk an imaginary dog. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe, like, (laughs) come up with, like, a name for the dog and describe, like, the breed and, you know, how old is the dog. Like, come up with a fantasy dog (laughs) and walk your fantasy dog. It has gotten to the point where one of my friends who, like, does not own a dog, she owns a cat, um, has started taking that cat uh, on walks, even though the cat does yell the entire time he is outside of the house. Uh, so you don't even need, you don't even need a dog. No, you don't. You can have a substitute. A substitute. So walk something. Walk something. <laughs> Just take take an inanimate object in your apartment out for a walk. And report back. Report back on, on your progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I feel like we're all going to become very weird as a result of this. But I'm okay with it, that. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know what the initial starting point was that we can measure I don't think there was a good 
at least for me, I don't think I was a good control for uh, not weird to begin with. Yeah, no, I think I'll thrive in that <laughs> environment. I think I think now that everyone's weird, I'm in the land of the weird. The strange man is king, or something. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, I think um, I think that's that's a good that's a good place to leave it. So um, stay distant. Go the distance. <laughs> <laughs>